This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It's a hungover Monday. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the book. It is my 45th birthday today. And I am hurting, Mr. Sherapan. How are you, my friend? Good to see you after I saw you eight hours ago, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, I still I still have this hat here, by the way. This is what I was wearing last night at uh, at, at Circa. Um, What a day. I mean, that was fun. Happy birthday, by the way. I I appreciate that. I want to tell you, but thank uh, you because you've been up early and getting all these tweets and all this other stuff. So that's good. yeah, man, you got to, I mean, sometimes it's a marathon, not a sprint. You got to be careful because as you get older now, <laughs> like you've reached the point now you're in your mid forties, banged Ugh, up age. the next day. It's, middle it's, age. You get a little foggy. Things get a little foggy. They take a little longer to come out of that. So you got to, you got to like ease into it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, I knew I was in trouble because well, one bet bash was a lot of fun. So we were at the legacy club last night at Circa Yeah, and Spanky and company, what an event, just an awesome, awesome time. And so we get up there and like, Elijah Craig is my whiskey. That's what I drink. It's, it's my go-to every drinking day whiskey. Okay. Let's go up there and they're like, they're like, here's, here's the drink menu. And they're like, here are the drinks. And it's like, we have an old fashioned. And I'm like, yeah, what's the whiskey? They're like, it's an Elijah Craig old fashioned. And I was like, oh no, here we go. And I was like, okay, <laughs> load them up. Bet let's go. It's <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> Four and a half later, and I'm like, okay, yep, we're gonna slow this down a little bit because I gotta go home soon. So, yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty fun night. That first time for me being up there at the Legacy Club, yeah. and the views were just gorgeous. It's great, isn't it? The way they have it set up, and I mean that glass is clear, so you could take pictures and you could see, and you don't feel like you're like for people that are scared of heights, it's, it's, it doesn't affect you at all. It's right. like, it's just, it's, it's awesome. The way it's set up in those fire pits and weather was perfect. I mean, oh. it was fun. We, you know, we met a lot of people, got a lot of conversations in was, a, it was just a, another one of those fun nights. Yeah. You know, I really was impressed with the whole event was really fun. Like bet, bet bash is something that I went into it with a very, I don't want to call it skeptical, but I, w- I was not interested. I was not that interested in the event. I'll be quite honest. I was like, yeah, it's great. It's here. Okay. And then we went to it and I started to get the feel and the look. And I was like, you know what? This is interesting. This is bookmakers. This is gamblers and media all together. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was something to learn for all three sides mm-hmm. could learn a little bit from each other by listening to each other and being in the same room as each other. And so often these conventions in Vegas, you know, it's about networking. It's about your business cards and it's about who I'm meeting and I, here's my resume and whatnot. And it wasn't really like that. I, I was, it was more like, it was more like, we're all part of this community. How do we make this community better? 
What do we do to break some of these walls down between gambler, bookmaker, media to get a better understanding of each other? And I, I was not expecting to come away going, that was really damn fun. That was really a really cool event. It, it had everything that I've always loved about being in the book or being around these types of people without the betting. <laughs> there was no, there was no, you know, dick measuring with, yep. I know this and you don't, I'm yep. better at this right now. And I'm going to tell you how much I'm better than you. All right, well, come on, we'll take the bet. There's, there was, not, that was the only thing that was missing in which again, like once you get to the point where you do it long enough, like it was never personal with me. Like I got guys that I worked with that used to take it personal when this guy bet or this guy used to take it personal when he didn't get what he wanted because he thought he should have been first to that number. Like, or he doesn't get his limit and he gets more to me. None of that was there. It was just, it was the beauty of what I call the book. It's, yeah. it's, it, you get the gamblers, you get the bookmakers, you get the odds makers, you get the analytics guys, you mix it all together. You got a lot of personalities and it's a lot of fun. And now you got media guys who understand the gambling business and now you can communicate it better or you can facilitate the conversations better. And now somebody's actually listening because most of the time everybody's just talking and ain't nobody listening to nobody. And yeah. now like, listen, some of the panels were, were what they were. I mean, there's, there's people talking and a lot of people are sitting there in the, in the crowd going, this guy, I don't know what he's talking about or man, he's right. full of shit or something. It's fine. Yeah. But the networking part of it, that it, it was fun. It was fun. I had, a little bit of, I mean, you're kind of like a decoder ring for the room. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's just kind of wild to go. You're like, you're like, that's one of the sharpest guys in Vegas. I'm like the guy wearing shorts and flip-flops. Like, wait, wait what? <laughs> Hair all messed up. Hair all messed yeah. up. Like the dude that just looked like he rolled out of bed. That yeah. that guy. You're like, that yeah, guy. that guy. Yeah. That guy's one of the sharpest guys in Vegas. <laughs> really? Like that's yeah. what's so, I, I mean, I wish I could take the audience on like a virtual walk through that as you like decode and say this story and this story and this story and that story. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. What? <laughs> like, really? Uh, yeah, really? Like yeah, that guy did X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z. When? Yeah. Like, yeah, like three years ago and this and happened I and mean, that guy and that guy. It's like, holy crap. That room was like it needed, you needed to have like one of those like bubble things where like you, someone pops on the screen and you have like one of those explanations, oh. like those VH1, like bubble things. <laughs> like, this is what this, this is what this person did in 1998. This person was X, Y, and Z and well, net, net worth of WWD, whatever. That's what I mean. But like, this is one of those things you see it now when we, when we're out together. Well, yeah, I, I see you, it. Cause you give me the decoder ring. You go I ahead know, and but like, but you me. see these people come up and start talking to me yeah. and they're like, and they tell me stuff. That I don't even ask. Like we met those kids from Arizona. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you what they told me. Like I was like, wait, you guys live in Arizona. Where at? You know, we start talking and it's good right. because I live there. So I know exactly what we're talking about. And then and kids by like, you mean kids, they're 25 years old. Like they were young. 25 and under. Yeah, I they think were young. 25. I might bet under for all of them. <laughs> and they're doing stuff with apps down in Arizona, they're doing stuff and they're telling me. And, and the one kid was like, 
should we be telling you this? Can we get in trouble? I'm like, I'm not booking the games. You can tell me anything you want. You don't have to tell me anything. It's good. Should we be telling you this? Yeah. And and I'm like, and I'm listening and I'm like, it's a different world. It's you used to have to walk up to the counter and you heard the great stories, like from the stardust days, they had to wipe the boards, you know, and they wrote the lines and they kept the money in paper bags in a safe. You hear all those stories and now you get these kids down there working accounts, working books against each other for, 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 uh, you know, promotions and all I'm listening to this going, this is, this is, everything's changing. It's still the same, but everything's changing. So when you're sitting there, I mean, you know, Richie B came up to us and, you know, we're talking and I mean, it's nuts, but like I hug everybody, like it's family. And I listen to this. I remember when this guy did this, I remember when this guy did this and we start talking and he's like, he starts telling stories. The people want to share their stuff. Yeah. All except for the winners. They don't want to share the winners. They want to tell everybody they got winners and they got a path to them. And right. you should probably follow what I do. But then they don't tell you the winners. So it's 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 it was awesome. I mean, again, I think we take the approach. We're a lot of the same in, in the mentality. We can learn something from everybody. Mm-hmm. And when you walk around a room like that, I'm listening way more than I'm talking. And it's a lot of fun. hundred percent. And also it's, you know, the, the term learn something from somebody goes, you know, a lot of different ways, right? It's not just like learning about gambling, but also learning about what's happening and what's going on Ooh. or what they're doing or what they're planning or what they're involved with or what somebody else is trying to do. So it's, you know, I, I say it all the time, but like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. If I am, I want to change the room. So going into a room like that, I just want to sit back and listen. Like, I just want to go, okay, tell me what's going on. What don't I know? What should I know? What's coming down the pike? What are you doing? Where are you going? All these types of things. And that I really felt like that was the biggest takeaway from Bet Bash was it's a chance to listen to a lot of people who want to talk. And yeah. you just let them go. You just, <laughs> just, you just let them go. Let just let them go. That's yeah. all you got to do. And then, and then you find out even, you know, some crazy things. I mean, we heard the craziest story about Matt getting hit by a car. Oh goodness gracious. I want to have poor guy. on the show and talk yeah. about that. Like, 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 what did you do at Bet Bash? I got hit by a car. The guy was going in reverse. I got hit by a car going in reverse <laughs> in front of Circa. <laughs> A poor kid, man, or guy. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. Threw 10 feet back. Yeah. Went to the hospital, got his he got a, a sprained wrist. He's wrapped up and he's having drinks with us at the Legacy Club. And he's connected to the guy I gave his start in radio, Incredible. who's now on the air in Boston. I mean, the, 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 this is how small the world is, people. <laughs> that like dude gets hit in front of Circa. He's sitting talking to Dave. He comes over to me. He's like, I live in New York. I'm from Waltham. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm from Andover. He's like, Yeah, we know Christian Arcan. I was like, I gave Christian his first talk job, who's now on 98.5. He's like, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Like, how the hell is this happening? I'm in Vegas talking to a guy from Jersey who got hit by a car who knows the guy I started in radio back in ESPN, New Hampshire in 2012. (laughs) Like, I've just, I don't know. The world is a very weird place. Yes. It's a very strange place. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride and, you know. Look both ways before you cross the street. Oh, hell yeah, man. Look both ways. 100% look both ways. Neil writes, I remember Dave and I were hanging out at the Westgate. He pointed to a guy who looked like a homeless person, said he was a whale. And sure enough, the guy went to the window and dropped 10K. 
totally nuts. <laughs> I'm telling nope. you, I'm telling nope. you, like, I, I can't wait to see, um, like in the next couple of weeks, if we're out and about, like for the draft and all this stuff and who's lurking yeah. around because it's baseball season, but it's NBA playoffs and all this stuff. And I'll be like, oh man, you heard Richard Schutz and Roxy and um, Scott Shetler tell the stories about the Stardust and they mention names and everyone yeah. has a name. We all know the names. I remember every face of them as well. So when I see that guy and I'm like, oh. And they know, like, they see me out now, right. and they're just, they give me the head nod. Like, because I they know that I know, but I'm not going to say nothing unless right. they want to. Like, they can come on a show and tell everybody what they do. They don't want to know. They don't want anyone to know. And the, those guys in the book, when they're dressed like that, that's for a reason. They want to look homeless because they probably, I knew a guy that kept 500000 in his car in a parking lot in oh. cash. He didn't want to leave it at home. and. You know, I used to say, Dave, just go take it to a safety deposit box. What are you doing? And he's like, no, nah, I don't like them either. Okay. You want to keep it in the car in the parking lot. What the hell's wrong with you? He wouldn't bury it in the ground. He wouldn't take it to a safety deposit box. He wouldn't definitely not put it in a bank. As somebody might know. It's just funny because like you made the comment during last night. You said it's never enough. There's never enough oh. like there's it, it doesn't matter what the number is there's never enough nope. and it, it kind of i started to really think about that a lot on the way home and i was just like you know it's crazy because for a lot of these guys money isn't actually money like nope. they're not they're not trying to acquire it to go buy something like there's nope. not this like goal of hey i'm gonna win a half a mil and i'm gonna pay off my mortgage right. or I'm going to, I'm going to win a hundred thousand and I'm going to pay for my kid's college. Like that's not, there's not this end goal. It's I'm going to win a hundred and then I'm going to win 200 and then I'm going to win 500 and then I'm going to win a million. And like, it's not about the actual, like the dollars don't matter. It's, nope. it's bizarre to me. It really it's, is an interesting look at the way it's a number, not a thing. Money is a number, not an actual currency that they can go buy stuff with correct i mean i i saw it i saw it with really it started with me with the horse betters like the 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 guys that were professional horse betters i mean and these guys were professional now again there's no place to go get a license to do that they just do it and they earn so they get the, the 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 kickback and all this other stuff and I said to one of them one time, I'm like, you know, because he was talking about hitting the pick six at Santa Anita. Right. It was going to be a million dollars. And I'm like, are you going to take tomorrow off if you hit that? And he's like, well, no, there's a full slate of racing for him. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing this for then? Like, I I, I just, uh, if I hit something for a million dollars, you ain't going to see me for a week. I can guarantee. <laughs> a week? Minimum. More than a week. Minimum. <laughs> I'll keep working, but you're not going to see me for a bit. <laughs> I'm going to. Be- yeah. I. I pl- please. Would I'll do whatever I want for a little while. Like. Yep. Like. But I mean, I'm going to go get the kids a car the next day. Like I'm going to go get my wife whatever she wants. Right. What it, like. <laughs> right. It's. It's. You know. I'm going to do something with it. Guys think differently. They don't. Yeah. You know, they think about the next day and now they got more bullets to fire and they want to take it all. They want to <laughs> play crack check with a guy who said, we're taking all the chips out of the rack. 
You want to take all, of all the chips? And he's like, I want to take them all. Like, Can we just take the green ones? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we get all the green ones. It's going to be the a black good night. Ones. I want the blacks. I want them all. Right. <laughs> give me, give me, give me all. He wanted them all. And I was like, man, okay. So that's, that's the mentality. And, and, and it's true. There's a lot of guys there that think they have the key to getting it all. Right. And it's like, dude, relax. Yeah. Take a breath. It's a long road. So interesting. So congrats to Spanky. It wraps up tonight at uh, Circa for the national championship yep. game. So you guys who, who are in town for that, uh, it was great seeing everybody and a lot of fun and, and really an interesting look at the betting industry. I think they did one in Jersey, two was in Vegas. I'm guessing they're going to come back to Vegas for three in the future, but it could turn into an annual convention. I mean, it, that, that thing's got the potential to bet, to get pretty large and you know, with Circa's backing and, and the property, they're going to move it into the ballroom next year, they said. Mm-hmm. So they would have probably five to 600 people. Like they sold out. They had 350 people. They sold out of the, yeah. you know, Bet Bash 2. Here comes Bet Bash 3. And if you had asked me three days ago, Matt, is it worth it? I would have said no. You asked me today, I'll tell you yes. I think actually it is worth it. I think it is worth the cost. I think it is worth the trip because of the opportunities you get to just be face to face and to do what the, you know, what CES does for people in the consumer electronic business or what for radio or or TV, the NEB, which starts this week here in Vegas, the Mm -hmm. national association of broadcasters do. You just get to be in front of people that you know of or follow on Twitter and actually talk. Like I met like five people. I'll be like, (laughs) I know you just because of your name and your face. I don't know you, but I know you, but I feel like I know you. So like, what's going on? Like they walked to me and they're like, Hey Matt, what's going on? I'm like, do I know you? Like, no, we follow each other on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, Hey, it's like, I watch you and Dave every day. I'm like, what's going on? I appreciate it. How are you? So it's, it's just, it's neat. It was, it was a neat, it was a neat experience. And I walked out of there feeling lucky that, to be there that I really felt like that was cool. That was Is a good it use weird of time. when people come up to you and say that, like, or are you good with it? I'm totally good with it. Okay, I, I mean, good. I was, okay. I was weirded out in Huntsville when I first started. Okay. When I was like 23, 24 and people knew, like they knew intimate things about me that I had yeah. shared on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I'd realized I was like, Oh, I shared that. Huh? That's interesting. Like the idea that like putting it out there into the world, it came back. <laughs> like right, it came right, back. It was right in front right. of me. Somebody was talking to me about what I had just been talking about personally, or what was happening to me or my family or whatever. And that was weird. But as I've been in it for a, for a long period of time, I, you know, I love it. I think it's really cool right. when people say, Hey, I, I mean, you give me five minutes of your time. I want to say, thank you. Like that's what we do exactly. for, we do this for, like, yeah. you're giving me your time. That's, so. that's, that's fun. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I tell people all the time, come up to me and, you know, and I say, what's your Twitter handle? And they're like, yeah, you don't have to follow me. I just, I just wanted to tell you, I enjoy this and I enjoy that. And like, you know, well, thank you. You know, and you, you start to ask about them. So then the next time, you know, you interact with them, you know, like I met one guy who, who lives in Louisiana. Right. And we started talking about, Louisiana and this and that. So now I know that when like J rod, whatever his thing is, tweet something, I'm going to be like, Oh, well, what about Cajon this or whatever? And I'll make a reference and he'll, okay. Like, you know, so you have a yeah. connection. I think right. you can use these things. You don't have to come and you're not going to get the code. You're not going to get the crack, right. the code from all the panels and the people, but you can crack the code of breaking down the wall and getting a connection with someone 
that you may never get an opportunity to get that connection with because they're here. And, and it's everybody thinking like that. So yeah. that's what it's worth. I mean, it's expensive, yeah. but it's worth it. Absolutely. So I need to find a way. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to play 45s today, Dave. I've got to play 45s. Turning 45 today. 45s has been the card game. Do you have regional card games in, in Pittsburgh? Is it a Trump I, game? Is it, no. Do you have Trump? No Trump. Four fives. Five, Jack, Ace of Hearts are the three highest cards in 45s. Five, Jack, and Ace of Hearts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eight, five, Jack suited. Ace of Hearts is the high. And you play five hands. The idea is to get to 60 points. Called 60 days. You run the table. You bid how many? 15, 30, 45, 60, right? I think it's how it works, right? So that's four hands. There's another hand though. Five, 15. I got math is off. I got to reset. But I, I got to remember what my, I think maybe it's five, 15, 30, 60, probably somewhere. I don't know. I'm still over, but <laughs> it, it's, it, I'll figure something out. But 45s is the Merrimack Valley day. And I grew up, I learned it when I was like nine years old. And now I'm turning 45 today. So I have to find a way of playing 45s today. I'm teaching my daughter if I have to. Like tonight, I'll just teach Madeline how to play it if I have to. <laughs> just, to just to play a couple of hands on it. I just have to do it. It's a, it's a requirement on April, on April 4th, 19, you know, 2022. Will she 45. be able to figure it out? No, I, I tried telling her last night and she's uh, like, I don't care. She's like, this is too complicated. I don't want, I don't yeah. want to know. Like she was very, very annoyed by the whole thing. This is like, the problem when I tried to explain poker to the kids, I yep. think before they could talk. I'm like, <laughs> so you get two pair. And I get three of a kind and I win. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to play this. This is dumb. What do you mean? I don't want to do this. So we had to go back and we started blackjack so we could Ooh. add it up to 21 and make it that way. It's a good math game. Yeah. So we, that's how we started it. Um, but yeah, depending on what's going on, you know, I, I might have a couple. My kids love to play cards when when the, when they're in the mood. You know, <laughs> Right. Um, they don't like to lose, but it's <sighs> fun. And I used to play Pinochle every Sunday with me and Jess would play my father-in-law, mother-in-law. Ooh. So we used to play Pinochle. I had a card game every Sunday. It was called Oh Hell. It's the best card game ever. Um, Drinking game or just a no, card game? No, we, we, we went and played. It was in Pittsburgh. I played with like the barber, the mailman, the bartender, <laughs> the golf pro. A guy who we still don't know what he does. We never really <laughs> asked. He just showed up every week. I mean, I don't know. His nickname was the killer. Oh, he God. didn't kill people, but he was a six foot yes. six guy. Who, we didn't ask what he did. Now he's a he's a di- uh, dice dealer in a, oh. in uh, Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh. It's tremendous. Um, but yes, there's card games that you play. Forty five sounds like a great game. We'll play. You just, I mean, you can show me. Well, I'll play it with you. It's a fun game, Ontario. Welcome to the party. Oh, Canada. This is a big population state region in Canada. Yeah. This is a big deal for the industry, right? I mean, this feels seismic that this is going legal and all the U.S. sports books up there are now launching. You know what? They're doing all the things and running into a lot of the things that already, um, because they had to and they want to, it's the rush to get it open. Gabe and Cam were on, we were on on Friday and they got emails from, you know, bet three, six, five. Cam had a bet on future wagers, right? Yeah. All Florida got Panthers returned. 
at 25 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. They're down to 4 to 1. Here's your money back. You can't, you, you know, and they're like, I don't want the money back. I want right. the bet. Right. Can't have the bet. You get your money back and you can rebet it. You can't <sighs> replace that value. No. It's 25 to 1. What's the logic behind that? What's the legality behind You have that? to wipe all of the bets clean. Okay. When they go when legal, you, mean so the, so the bet was illegal? No. No. You have to start from scratch because the way the legislation reads and stuff, we had to do this at CG. When we Ooh. changed over, um, or, or we told people we were going to become William Hill. Okay. We set a cutoff. We knew it was going to be September 1st, 2020. So we stopped taking bets on stuff that could end after that. Makes sense. And we told people six months in advance, anything you have has to be settled beforehand, except like we took World Series bets and told them those would be settled at the prices you got. That was it. So we stopped taking Super Bowl bets and stuff because we knew that we were carrying over. So they didn't know or they didn't care. But either hmm. way, like issues like that, you have to start clean. So I get it. And I'm, I was trying to explain that to Game and Cam, and they were they were mad. They were legit, and it's a legitimate beef because hundred percent they have the bet with Bet three six five. They were able to do it. They tell them in an email, you probably need to either take the the cash out or just you're going to get a refund. And a cash oh, out they offer them, is available. Oh, okay, I'll say they, they offer them a cash out. That at least a little bit of a a win. Yes, yes. They uh, twenty five to one, but it might be fifteen to one. Correct. Like that's what they like. If it was me, like Gabe McCann, like, what would you do? I'm like, I would pay you half the value. Yeah. If, if it was 25 to one, I'd give you 15 and say, thank you. I apologize for the inconvenience. Right. Because I know you're not going to take the money. You're going to roll it over. You're right. going to play more. You keep betting just, it. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not worried about you taking the money. You heard Scotty Shetler say, how many times did we want to, <laughs> they're going to leave. I'm going to kick a guy out with my money. And tell them not to come back. It don't make no sense. That's the way we booked the games forever. I want them to keep playing. Right. So it, it's it's a big deal. Um, they're going to have a lot of. They're going to get maybe some new people. But listen, those people up there, but they've been betting a lot of different ways for a long time. They better not mess it up. Mm. Because because then if they do. <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna be. It's gonna be very short-lived spike. They're gonna see the spike, right? But it's gonna be short-lived because there's people got other means. But they're getting geo-blocked now. Like right. they can't do what they were doing before. But they we haven't done that much in the, in the in the states. It's interesting. We have not done much geo-blocking of Valve no. shows. Jersey did, but right. other states didn't follow, which was kind of interesting. We haven't seen that. Yeah, I mean, we'll never the, see it because we have enough options. Like, they don't right. need to geo block yeah. anybody here. There's just there's way too many options. 
Right. No, but it's but new states like Michigan didn't do it, Indiana didn't do it, Tennessee didn't do it, DC right. hasn't done it, you know, Virginia didn't do it. We haven't seen the same type of like New York was the only or New York didn't do it. Jersey was like, get out, get out of here. We're not allowing you to be a part of this. We're gonna geo block all the offshores. But now it's you know, nobody followed, which was which was interesting. All right. Well, we'll get to the game tonight here in just one second, but one more quick one. Mm-hmm. I don't watch wrestling. I didn't watch wrestling. Oh my god. But if you do watch wrestling, what the hell was our boy Pat McAfee doing last night at WrestleMania? Oh my God. I've watched it three times. I I watched it twice yesterday. Then I came down, hung out, and I got home last night and put it back on. It was that good. It was that good. Um Evan Fox's picture of whatever Pat Pat, whoever Pat was jumping on that was laying down. I don't know if it was it was Austin, Steve Austin no, or whoever was on the ground. Yeah. He was he was like 10 feet in the air. And Foxy is a great picture of Pat flying off the top rope. And Evan's just like in the back. You see the back of his head, but you see his like his reaction. Like you can imagine what he's looking at, like going, there goes Pat. Wow. <laughs> Down. So, so we just, you know, you met him for the first time. We, yep. we interviewed him and, and it's all available on the props.com site. We interviewed the whole crew. He wrestled in WrestleMania last night. Okay. I mean, you want to talk Vince about Vince McMahon? Like, didn't, not he wrestled. He, so, he wrestled Vince McMahon. If you didn't see it, he wrestled this guy who's the up and comer, the next thing. This is Vince's guy, Austin Riley. Dude's a stud. I'm telling you, he could be Dubsy's little brother. It, oh. He's got, it's hilarious. He kind of reminds me of the face. He's a lot, okay. looks like Dubsy, um, who's making his debut this week. Look at you but, in the promos, the oh, double promo. Do it at all. Look at you. This well. guy comes out. This guy comes out and he's going to beat McAfee. And then Pat enters the pop in Dallas. There's 80,000 people there. It's amazing. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, iconic, walk him in because he's the football legend, Pat McAfee. So the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders line the path on the way down. He has a Dallas Cowboys engraved football he punts it into the crowd go they go nuts oh who has that i mean that there's a souvenir item he Whoa. walks in in a bedazzled tank top and jeans his iconic <laughs> clothes in the black jordans owns the room owns everything does aerial tricks that are just i'm i'm literally jumping off the couch watching it I'm, I become 10 years old again. The pictures of him, watching. by the way, the pictures of him, his body, he is battered and bruised. Oh, today. God. Oh, he my Lord. Banged he earned every second of it. He did some aerial stuff that like, are you kidding me? It's, this can't be. He didn't just train for a week. Like he's been yeah. quietly doing all this stuff. The match is amazing. Of course, Pat finds a way to win it. Well, now Vince is steaming. Vince is steaming. Vince gets undressed, takes his suit off. He's got the black tank top on. He says, all right, I'm ready. It's so good. He gets in the ring. They go back and forth. And, of course, you know, Vince is the boss. Right. You know what happens. Right. right? 75-year-old Vince McMahon. We can't have that. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who came in at the end of the night before, you thought that was his appearance, right? Right, yeah. It's in Dallas, Texas. He is Dallas, Texas. Literally. He's Texas, right? Yeah. The, the, the rattlesnake 
comes back, gives Vince McMahon the worst stunner in the history of wrestling. Vince is Vince is seventy eight. Oh, he took like a stunner. Him. It wasn't good. And Stone Cold can barely walk. He's his bow legged, and he's got two. He's got two. Both of his legs have braces on them. Oh my goodness! He has two knees braces on. My man, though he he did what he had to do, right? And so now him and Pat do the thing, and they're drinking the beers and this and that. Pat takes a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I put it on the Twitter this morning. I saw it. It came up. Foxy's thing came up. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, and I didn't I watch wrestling WWE in years. I mean, I used to watch it every single week. You know, when you're in college, we used to imitate everything The Rock said, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the whole thing. It was just, it was the thing that we all shared. It was a soap opera for men. You had to watch it every never week. So you had it. something to talk about. You never ne- watched it? Never. I oh. was nine years old when I found out wrestling was fake, and that was it. Oh, and yeah. I get it. I, I totally yeah. understand yeah. the pomp and circumstance. I get the storylines. I get, I mean, it, it's fake, but it's, I mean, people are still jumping off of large items onto other people. Like that hurts. Like oh. it, it, it does not, it's not like it's, oh. you have to be a real athlete to do what they do. I'm not trying to discredit it or, or compare it to NASCAR or something along, along those lines, but I just never, once I realized it was scripted, I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and never and I never went back. I never right. really got into it. I was, you know, my era was the Hulk. My era was, you know, Andre the Giant, yep. Jimmy Snookify Snooka, yeah. um, oh. you know, uh Macho, Macho Man, Man Savage, Randy Savage, the like the yeah, Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Those were all my the Iron Sheik. Yep. But then oh, I Sergeant turned Slaughter. Come on. I turned 10. And I was like, okay. <laughs> not watching this anymore. <laughs> it's not real. Oh. It's scripted. Yeah, goodbye. I so moved on. I I was always. I mean, I Bruno San Martino is a, is a famous wrestler, one of the most famous wrestlers at the beginning. And he's from Pittsburgh, and he's Italian. And you know, everybody at home talked about him. And my grandmother thought that Bruno San Martino hung the moon. Okay, and you know, so like there was always that in the background. I went to a wrestling event because my dad had a connection at something at the, at the Civic Arena. We went to everything. I mean, we went to everything. And I went to a wrestling event and I was like, okay, I get it. I'm in. Like seeing the pop, hearing the noise, watching the event, watching these Hulks walk in, mm. massive men. Mm. Andre the Giant wrestled that night, walked by me. I could not believe Hulk Hogan wrestled that night. We were on the floor. Of course, we were on the floor because that's wow. where my dad got us the seat. So I, I'm sitting there watching this as a, I think I was 13, okay. 14 years old. I'm like, all right, I get it. And then you get into college and you meet people that are really into it. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, like, relax. <laughs> and then exactly, relax. You're like, hold yeah. on here. I mean, like, and they give you the how they put people over and you learn all the terms. And then, yeah, when The Rock was doing it, it was absolute must watch television. It was, you know, I still had a VCR. That's you set the VCR to record that. Like you had to make <laughs> sure you had the tape to record raw yeah. every Monday. Couldn't miss it. So when I saw Pat's match, I was done. I was on the phone with Gumpy. We were going back. Nice. It was, he's like, he answered the thing and he goes, greatest night in the history of television. And oh, I'm nice. like, I can't believe he just did that. Oh, it was great. It was awesome.
really, really cool. I, I, I saw it on social media. I didn't see it live, but I saw it. I didn't realize that now it's on Peacock where you actually have a, they don't do pay-per-views anymore. No, I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. That's pretty yeah. interesting. So you can go on Peacock and watch it now. It's always there. It's You can just go back and you, could, you can go back and watch the original WrestleMania right now on Peacock. They archive wow. the whole thing. So people that will get nostalgic like me will go, you know what? I remember WrestleMania three when King Kong Bundy got, you know, they, they brought him into the, the Pontiac Silverdome in front of 90,000 people. Huh. And you could go watch that. So yeah, Pat had an iconic moment, man. I, I, I can't, I can't believe it. I was so happy for him. And then watching my kids who kind of know Pat through right. us and me and like, you know, they watch the show because I watched the show and they're like, they couldn't believe what he was doing. He flipped a couple times in the air, P. Ralt. I was just like, wow. oh, my God. It was awesome. Good for him. Good oh. for Pat, man. What a, what a, what a moment. What a, oh. uh, those are, those are the transcendent moments where you're like, this dude's an effing unicorn. Oh, like he is yep. a, like, we've never seen this before. Nope. Somebody who has the capability to cross this number of platforms oh. and events. I mean, it's one thing to be a media member. It's one thing to be an ex NFL player. It's a different story to be a personality in the gambling world. Now with the WWE, now a wrestling background, not just being a commentator or a broadcaster, but actually being a part of the damn event. Unreal. <laughs> just absolutely un freaking real. Good what? for him. That's yeah. the oh God, I kept doing it. It was so good. Good for them. All right. We got a game tonight. We do. National Championship, North Carolina taking on Kansas for it all in New Orleans. All right, numbers four and a half ticked up a little bit. It's gone from four to four and a half. The real story is the total, Dave. So I bet over 152 already. We'll do better to book it here in just one second. But what's your take on the line move that we got about 80% of the money on the over, and yet we're seeing a little RLM here with some reverse line movement to the under? Um, I think it's, uh, it's a couple people saying game's going to go under just like they said with Villanova, Kansas, I fell for it. Um, I think you'll see it come back. Oh, might be a price discovery thing. Okay. Might be one of those things to test the market. (laughs) We we had folks at bet bash literally admitting to doing that (laughs) on stage. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Did you really just say that? Like he just literally just said, well, sometimes I'll do a, a courtesy bet for a couple of times and then come back with a hundred K. Did you just say you did that? Okay. <laughs> Publicly in front of people on camera. All yeah. right. That, yeah. that, that was quite the moment at Bet Bash. <laughs> that's, but like, you know that, like, I know that sitting in those risk rooms too. I used to see it all the time and go, yeah, they're just trying to get that number moved. It, that's what they may be doing with this. They may have been moving this number, get it off that 153 to see how low they can get it, and then come back over the top. I I, I like over. I, I mean, I, I, I think it plays out. We talked about it last week on Friday with the North Carolina Duke game. I think it plays out just like that. I think either team can win an over game Amen. and wants to win an over game. Amen. Like, Right. It's- I, I, I said it on, on the juice last night. It, it's not a correlated bet. It's not Kansas in the over or, or North Carolina in the under. 
both nope. teams can win to the over, but both teams have the capability and the firepower to go to the over. So right. better to book it over 152 is what I bet last night. Yeah. Oh, we're betting it. Okay. Yeah. No question. Um, I like the pace. I like, I do think there's going to be some regression here for Kansas. And I do understand why some people are saying there's going to be regression. Yeah. Obaji was four of 14 from three going into that semifinal. Six six. Dude didn't freaking miss. I mean, four for four in the first half killed my first half under. He did it by himself. Right. With what he, how he shot. Like, I don't think he shoots like that again. KU fans are like, yeah, he can do it. I'm like, okay. So we've had the Miami second half, the entire game against Nova. And everyone's like, oh yeah, KU is just going to keep on doing it. I'm like, this team shoots like 38% for the year. They shot 57% from the floor against Nova. Like they went nuclear. I, I don't think they go nuclear again tonight. And, and I don't need them to, to hit the over, frankly. I just need them to be typical Kansas, which is like score 75 points. Exactly. And we're, and we're good. Exactly. I think that's the, that's the best part about it. They don't have to do that again for the game to go over. Yeah. If they do that again, ain't going to worry about it. The game's going flying over. over. Yes, it's flying over. Go over. It's a flyover. Right. We'll see 168 and a half quick. Yep. Uh, if it starts like that, I mean, there'll be there'll be a fast adjustment to the number. Um, but when you look at these things pregame like that, that's I like that. And I think North Carolina wants to play the same way. They're good. Let's roll this thing out and run. I I, I can't yeah. wait. We talked about it all week last week. The North Carolina Duke game lived up to the billing. That yes, was one of the best events fun and i gauge it by a lot of times what's going on in my house if i'm here watching it jess was on the edge of her seat watching the game with me oh wow you know she's like this is this is great and then we got this fish tank and they got issues (laughs) in the fish tank you haven't told the story yet you only told me that story hold that story we'll talk about that later but that's but she she's like she goes i gotta go out for a minute can you record the rest of the game? Oh, wow. And I was like, did you just ask me to record a, a basketball, basketball game? Yeah, wow. Like, what just happened right now? So that's how good the game was. Man, I hope tonight is even close to that. It's interesting because I keep on, and Neil, uh, who, who's bringing this up? Jordan brought this up on the chat right now. And mm. I'm that the emotional letdown from North Carolina beating Duke is going to be difficult for them to recreate it. I don't know why I don't, I'm not worried about that for Carolina. I just, I think when you're a kid who gets recruited to play at this level, you understand what tonight is all about. I don't think it's going to be hard for them to get back up for the national championship. You know why? I don't think it is. I heard after the game, I heard uh, Kenny Smith asked Grand Hill, um, when you guys beat that UNLV team, and that UNLV team was the greatest college team ever at that point. Right. Duke beat them. How how did Coach K handle it the next day? Like, what was – how did you guys – because you had to go win the championship on Monday. He's like, we showed up to practice, and we weren't ready to practice. Coach K kicked us all out of practice and said, come back here in 30 minutes when you're ready to come back and win a national championship and you're ready to practice because we need mm. to practice to win the game. And he goes, we recentered. Mm. It take one thing like that. Hubert Davis is he's enjoying every moment. He's crying on the sideline with these players. He's so invested. He ain't worried about the emotional letdown. We're trying to win this thing. 
I don't think I don't think there's that carryover. And I I think that's a common thing that we can use, like in handicapping, sometimes this, sometimes that. Listen, you this this is a huge event. They know what they're getting into. It's two basketball games. We get there on Thursday. We do the shoot around practice on Friday. We play Saturday. If we win, we stay. If we lose, we probably go home. It's just another business trip. I don't I think, think yeah. emotional letdown. And I also think that if Carolina loses tonight, it diminishes what happened Saturday. Like you got to win tonight to say, look, we went through Duke, ended Coach K, and beat Kansas and won the national championship. If they well, lose tonight. Who's the better run right now up to up to this point? Well, betting wise, teams. it's it's North Carolina. They're five and zero ATS. They have won as dogs three times straight up here. This is the fourth time in this tournament North Carolina has been an underdog. They've cashed as high as plus one ninety on the money line <laughs> pregame, going into these games, beating Baylor, beating UCLA, beating Duke. That's a one, the defending champs, and a two seed to get here, and. Frankly, Kansas's run is not nearly as impressive as to what who North Carolina has gone through to get to this point. I that's what I mean. Like emotional letdown. Have you seen what they've done? They yeah. had every opportunity already to have an emotional letdown, just getting to the next round three times. Yep. I mean, and KU's I, I, two and two ATS. I mean, that they've they've gone two games where they haven't covered. They've been favored in every game. And they didn't cover against the Creighton Blue Jays. I mean, didn't cover against the Jays. Didn't cover against Providence. Whipped Villanova. But they've played three Big East teams. And I'm not trying to, you know, downplay my love of the Big East. I love the conference. But I I think the run that Carolina has gone through in the ACC tournament and here in the NCAA tournament, I just think the level of competition is different. I think they've gone through a much higher caliber of opponent to get to this point. I didn't realize until you just said it that Kansas has beaten three big East teams. and then in one cupcake, right? I mean, one clown show in the first, in the first round, right. Then they've gone through three big, three big East teams. So like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm not like going to fall over myself and look at KU. And this is where I'm, you know, I'll ask you North Carolina plus four and a half better to book it. Oh, we're betting this. Oh, we're definitely betting this after that game. There's no question. We're betting this. And, and, it's worth a sprinkle on a money line. It's- well, here we go. So this is from Bet Prep and, and what they call their hot system on betprep.com. Our sister site so got this email today from our guy, Darren, who uh, every day we, we get the prop bet of the day that we'll do later from betprep.com. But they've got two separate systems that they've run here where the system is eight and two over the last 10 games. And this season, 55 and 17, that's 76% overall that this thing has come in when these things line up this season, uh-huh. North Carolina money line is the bet. Yeah. Today. No doubt. So, I mean, I mean look, is, I, that's not a guarantee. I'm not guaranteeing anything, No, but the numbers are leaning towards Carolina and Ken Palm's on the opposite, which I'm really surprised. And I think a lot of gamblers are getting caught by this because Ken Palm has this as a six point win for Kansas. Wow. So, I think people are getting lured, lured into a little bit of a trap here and they're like, well, Kempop's got it. There's a point and a half of value of betting on Kansas minus four and a half. I'm getting a point and a half value of what Ken Palm thinks it's going to be. Listen, Ken Palm has had a nice season. It's a valuable resource. It's one game, right? It's Thanks tough. for coming. 
getting palm. Give you a kiss on the cheek and tell you, see you later. We're good. We're good. Thank you for coming. We're on our own now. Um, I mean, I, you can make a case for either side. That's the beauty of this right now. There's one. Oh, game. there's some KU fans, Dave. Holy oh. shit. There oh. are some dudes who just won't leave me the F alone. Like yeah. they just are like every time I bet again, I, I bet against Kansas and I've made money betting against Kansas. I bet against them. I bet on Creighton. I bet on Providence. I bet on yeah. Villanova. Okay. So I'm two and one doing it, but they're all pissed off because people can't figure this out. And let me say this slowly. Betting a dog doesn't mean I think your team's going to lose. Okay. Just establish this. Okay. If I take four and a half points, that's not me saying, I think Kansas loses. That means I don't think KU wins by five points or more. That's what that means. Right. I can't figure out why people don't freaking like they, they, they're blinders. They're Jayhawk. The mythical chicken gets in front of their way and they can't see past like the fact that you're betting against their team <laughs> and they freak out. It's not personal. It's just no business. mythical chicken is personal, but <laughs> it's what it is. It's a mythical chicken. It's what Jayhawk is. It's what it is. You never heard this? No, it's a mythical chicken. No, a Jayhawk is a mythical chicken. Absolutely. It's what it is. It doesn't exist. There's no, there is no such thing as a Jayhawk. It's a mythical chicken that they created. Logo's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't so, know. so, so they ripped off that they, they ripped off that they, they claimed they invented basketball. We invented basketball because they took our guy from Western Mass and they took him out in Kansas and gave him a job as a teacher. So they think they started basketball, even though we started basketball uh, in Springfield, Mass. So, sorry, so if Fog Island, cool if place. We're but out in the book today, what is the crowd rooting for today? Kansas. You think so? I mean, just by the numbers, by the what we're seeing from the books, what right. they report, whether those numbers are true or not, I guess. But there's, you know, people like Carolina a lot, but I think the public, a lot of people have Kansas in their championship bracket. So a lot of people. I do. I got yeah. Kansas See? in my final. So a lot of people are cheering but for I Kansas because they now. picked it. Yeah, but I can't win it. And I mean, that's the beauty of doing a bracket three weeks ago. I, I yeah. mean, you know, I got Kansas. I've taken the points today, right now. Like it's painted four now. Any four and a halfs are gone. It Ooh. might get back to four and a half. Even Westgate is at four and a half. Is four. it four? four? Oh, good. I got that last night. Okay. Yeah. Everything I was gonna wait. Four. I was gonna wait to see if it was gonna climb. You know, Westgate was four and a half. And I was like, all right, I'm just grabbing it. The, Look, it's Westgate right it's, now is at four minus one oh five. You know my numbers. I'm I'm kind of a fucking weirdo with numbers, right? Right. You know this about me? Yes. Okay. Four so, four. Four point five. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's 4.5 on. on my 45th birthday. Oh, okay. So I four four on four, four, I, 4.5 <laughs> on my 45th birthday. So I'm, I, I, th- oh. I held, I held this for this conversation because I, I didn't do it on the juice. I held this for this because this is why, okay. I'm a weirdo. Two, four, seven, 14, 21, 28 are my numbers. I was married at four twenty seven. Okay, like these are all things that factor into, you know, my daughter was born on on 2014, 214, 27. She was born on the seventh month. She's born in July. Like there's all different things in my life. I just, you know, I'm not religious. I am weird with numbers. That's my whole, like I look for signs in the universe. 
Again, I realized I got to cue the Space Odyssey music here. <laughs> okay, so the stars are aligning. Yes. I, I, am a, I am a weird motherfucker when it comes to this stuff. Okay, I will give you that. I am odd. All right, I totally. I will. I have literally picked apartments based upon the number of the apartment unit and the building number. If it's a weird number, don't like it. I was like, ah, eh, you could have this one or this one, and if it's two, four, whatever. Yep, I'm all in. Like, I'll go ahead and take it. You're telling me I'm not taking plus four and a half on my 45th birthday when it's four points on four four? Get the hell out of here. That's 222. It's, it's 2022. Point. It's 222. All twos. Four four. Four and a half on my 45th birthday? Are you freaking kidding me? Of course I'm taking North Carolina. Like, not even a question oh. am I taking North Carolina. Not even like, never oh. even crossed my mind not to take North Carolina. Plus four and a half. It's too funny. It's amazing, it's but it's true. It's absolutely funny. true. The world just went it's, ding, 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 ding. Yep. Yeah, you have so, to do it. Yep. It's a must bet for me today with Carolina on that. It's so insane. We're, we're, we're so crazy with numbers <laughs> and stuff like that. I've done the same thing. I mean, the, the house we're in was yep. lot number nine. Well, that was my hockey number growing up. Boom. I would number, everything I have is number nine. It's been that number for, for the, the longest time. <laughs> And they were like, you can have this lot or this lot. I'm, and she's like, I said, what is this one? She's like, nine. I said, I don't care what that one is. We're taking that. <laughs> and Jess was like, wait, that's lot nine. I'm like, yes. And that's Kylie's number. Because Kylie's the oldest. And yep. she's, you know, saw all the shirts or whatever that I had. And it was like, what number do you want to be? Nine. I'm going to be daddy's number or whatever. And so nines are everywhere. So when you say it like that, it's, I, I, I totally get it. I so four and a half. Four and a half. Right. Tomorrow we debut our boy Dubsy. You went ahead and pre and teased this already. Bringing this up because I gotta give him a tip of the cap for a second. Yes. So his first he gave out winners before props golf even starts. So props yeah. golf starts tomorrow. You can go yeah. subscribe to it right now. The video will be on the props YouTube channel with Dubs Anderson every Tuesday and Saturday. Okay. He's mm -hmm. going to do a mid round breakdown where wow. you guys can bet to the weekend. Okay. It'll drop Friday night going into Saturday morning where you guys can bet. So it's a two time 15 minute podcast, video and audio. And Dubsy comes in with a Troy merit top 40 at plus plus one thirty five mm -hmm. for the Val, the, the Valero over the weekend. Yep. Dude goes top 10. Beautiful. People hit plus 500 Dave on this. Yes. They were betting top 40, 20, and 10. People were showing me tickets. Dubsy was cashing plus 500 before Props Golf even starts. It's great. Unbelievable. I just hope he doesn't, you know, hit it out of the park and then, you know, have that <laughs> after that, you know, you have that first round where you hit, you know, you shoot 68 and you're like, yep. oh, man, first round leader. Here we go. And then you shoot 75 on the weekend and you miss a couple shots and you're like, damn it. But that's a hell of a start. Dubsy's going to be, it's just a great listen anyway. And, and pure energy. Yeah. It's pure he does energy. A great job. He, he does a hit every, every Friday with me and Gabe and Cam and he Sports comes Radio. on and, and looks ahead to the weekend. So hopefully he's going to take that information. I yep. hear it every week on there and it's good because I ask him questions like, because that was always a challenge for us in the book to try mm -hmm. to adjust those numbers mm. for the weekend. Once the cut's gone, you know, once the cut's made, because now you're like, all right, who can really win? And, you know, I like to ask him questions. All right, so the leading score right now is minus nine. 
Right. What's One, what's the winning score? And yeah. two, how far back can you be to still be in it? Because I'm always looking for those guys. So that's great, man. That's that's a, that's a that's a hell of a start for him. So watch for that tomorrow morning. Go subscribe to Props Golf wherever you guys get your podcast. It's up right now. Audio-wise, video will start tomorrow as well with dubs for Props Golf every Tuesday and Saturday for us here with Props and Props.com. All right. Tiger Woods. Props are everywhere. Yeah. I was picking the brain of the golf guys at Bet Bash. And I was yep. asking them, all right, what are we looking at here? What does Tiger do to your model? How does it change things? And the consensus is round one will be his best round. Yes. He will not make the cut Ooh. and wow. he will not make the cut. And that round two could be really bad for yeah. Tiger. And they're going to, this one person I was talking to is a pretty big golf better told me that he will plan on unloading depending on what Tiger does. If he goes under the projected 76 and a half or it's 75 and a half for Tiger opening round right now yeah. I can't remember which which one it was but if, if he goes under that to expect the second round to balloon because yep. he he will be sore 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 on yep. friday and watch the tea time for tiger is the other question yes because they think that they may get him off quickly have him go afternoon or sorry morning on thursday, thursday. and then late 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 Long time Friday. Get him on Friday. Get him late, late, late to go ahead and get prime time. And yeah. will he make the cut? People yeah. will be watching it. Yeah. Be one of the later guys to tee off on Friday for Friday evening. And that could help him with recovery, but it also could make it difficult because the course will play more, more difficult later in the day. All makes sense. Fading Tiger this weekend, or are you going to ride this? It's minus 650 that he tees off on Thursday. Yes. It's crazy. That thing's bounced around all over the place at circuit. It was, it was as low as pick. I'm going to start when as high as minus 1200. I almost went down and took 900 myself plus nine. Oh, yes. One on the no. On the no, no. I was going to take oh. the no when the price got high enough, because then yep. if it got back below, you could just lay it. If you get nine to one on something, you could lay anything less than nine to one and you get a free bet. You make money. I mean, so oh. if you lay in four to one and you're taking nine to one, there was a lot of guys at Bet Bash. That's all they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're playing. They're playing less than they're taking, and they're just earning, and they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm excited to see him play. I'm not. I'm too. I want to see him. I want to see him play. They're showing it on Sports Center this morning, and, and you see him. He's practicing. He's there. He looks good. Like, I mean, the props should be everywhere because people are going to bet him. People are going to watch. I mean, again, the, I gave the one person. Kids. Do you agree with this? Th th this is a, a, a question for you as a bookmaker. This person said they're excited that Tiger is in because it means they're going to be able to get more down on other players because the books are going to be more liquid. Oh, for sure. Fair. All the sharpest guys I know bet against Tiger when he won the Masters last time. Everyone has. They all got their teeth kicked in. Thank goodness they <laughs> did because everyone else bet him to win. Well, BetMGM this morning reported that Tiger is their biggest liability. He should be. He yeah. always was. That means the perception is that he's back and he's going to play, which is only good for Handel. But if you're managing it right, I'll, I'll never forget that last Masters. I mean, me and, and Z-Man, who we should probably have on the show at some point. This week. Uh, yeah. he's. We sat there and couldn't believe the amount of money that we were handling in that pool and how good our positions were 
on some of the best golfers in the world because we needed anyone but Tiger, and there might have been a bag. There wasn't going to be because the company was bad, but right. they should have. They sh- we lost like what in the business is known as a peanut. <laughs> Nothing. Bet MGM, if Tiger would win, would get buried. Seven-figure loss because they don't get enough bets on that other stuff and they don't manage it. Right. If you keep taking Tiger Woods bets at 50 to 1, you better offer Rory instead of 10 to 1, 20 to 1. Start making the prices higher to get more money in the pool so you limit your your Tiger Woods loss. They don't do that. They huh. just take the gamble that he ain't going to win. Okay. That one time he wins, people get shown the door. So, <laughs> I mean, I I think it's I think it's great. I I I hope he plays from a fan standpoint. I think there's some books that are like, I mean, the books that are taking the bets on Tiger to win and don't refund the money if he doesn't tee off. They hope he don't play. There's some books that don't refund the money. Yeah. Oh no! You got to check with your books. Um, sometimes because you can offer better odds, it's almost like there used to be a rule, and some books still have it in Vegas: must tee off for action. Right. I thought it was always that. No. Oh boy, no. that's a big house rule to know. You got to check your house rules. Yes, because yikes! All bets are action, regardless if a guy tees off. Sometimes that's the rule for a lot of bo- for other books. As long as the tournament's played, regardless of the guys actually the in the tournament. tournament's played, the weekend it's it's supposed to be played. Yeah, you have action. Whether your guy gets hurt, you know, doesn't that cancels the trip, whatever, you 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 lose the bet. Interesting. Yep. More on the Masters as we go through this week for sure. Yep. Lakers lose six in a <laughs> row. Dave, six in a row for this. Telling L- people for weeks. You've been listening to the show. If you don't know, you got to know. So I laid three with the Nuggets. LeBron gets ruled out. Number jumps to six. Lakers in the fourth quarter are up by two, and they end up losing by double digits. I mean, this is, there are a couple of teams right now in the NBA, the Suns being one of them. If the Suns are down going into the fourth quarter, you should bet on the Suns because they are going to come back and most likely win. You could probably get a decent price on them to win and cover. And the Lakers, if they have a lead in the fourth quarter, bet them to lose because yeah. they, in the last five minutes of games, they are losing consistently right now. Well, and now they're done, right? Oh, they've been done. We've but been like talking. now, but like, but like you can just like cross this off. LeBron probably doesn't play the rest of the year. Like that's it. They needed right? that game yesterday, basically oh. to keep the season alive. And LeBron comes up lame. Can't go because of the ankle. Okay. <laughs> Denver goes from um, minus two, two and a half to minus six and a half, trying to get some Laker money. Because at that point, you're in a book and you, you're drawn dead. You know, ain't nobody going to bet the Lakers. So you get all that CLV, you know, and all that other stuff, Denver and this and that. And you worry about this and you worry about it. They, they covered every number. They win oh. by 11 because the, the fourth quarter, nobody knows who to throw the ball to for the Lakers. And the parade down the lane starts, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter. Nuggets just get basket after basket after basket. 
Anthony Davis is back, but he's not. He's not himself. The guy's not healthy. I mean, it's just it, he can't stay healthy. The Lakers are, are, are they have a lot of decisions to make. I mean, they're two games back at the Spurs now for the tenth spot and in the three Western because Conference. of the head-to-head. Exactly. It's really, they the three games the back. They're yes. almost elim- they're almost mathematically eliminated. Like they're getting into that category. They lose. I think they lose again. They might be math. If they lose and the Spurs win, they will be mathematically eliminated. I think. They, pl- they play right at there. Phoenix tomorrow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't Suns think can, the Suns the can Suns? end the year? Oh, get the hatchet ready. They're, they're already <laughs> sharpening up the cleaver. They're going to cut that chicken's head off. I'm not going to lie. Oh. I want to I drive down. I want to go. Oh, that's going to be a scene and a half. Talk, I mean, you talk about a, a celebration of just ending the season. There's going to be people. I went to see Shaq and Kobe play. Oh, wow. In Phoenix, I used to go to the games, the Lakers, and it was electric then. The Suns fans don't, nobody likes the Lakers outside of the Laker fans. And right now, the Laker fans don't like the Lakers. So this will be a uh, ding dong, the the Wicked Witch is dead moment for the Suns. They'll be out ready to go. Um, There's no line yet. Um, it'd be interesting because uh, of LeBron. Yeah, I mean, that's why they gotta wait and see if LeBron's gonna play. Well, I mean, if you're Maddie and Mo and stuff and, and, and Allen, Win. like, what are you gonna do? So, what do you put up? I mean, Phoenix at home against the Lakers, start at 12, start at 12. Just so what if they bet the Lakers? So what if LeBron plays? Start at 12. Start at 12. <laughs> you do know the Suns have lost two games in a row, right? And exactly. they look awful in their last game. Well, Terrible. yesterday was they lost 11796 to the Thunder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to the yep. Thunder. Yes. Start at 12. Let them bet the Lakers. Come on. Come on in. Oh Please. my goodness gracious. But no, no one's I mean, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do. But you so want to Lakers talk about schedule up, though. The boys ain't putting nothing up on the on the basketball until much later today. Yeah, they gotta wait for this because I mean we're sitting here. There are four games left in the regular. Yeah, this is it. If they lose and the Spurs win, that's it. Mathematically eliminated. Lakers are at Phoenix, at Golden State, home for OKC, and at Denver the rest of the way. <laughs> Lost six games in a row, seven of eight. I mean, LeBron's not playing. Why would LeBron play? Makes no sense. He got LeBron to play for the scoring title. He has to, I think he has to play two more games. To qualify? To qualify for the scoring title. I think. Wow. I think. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see. I don't know. He's only leading in bead by 0.2. Yeah, who went off yesterday. Sorry, sorry, by point one. Sorry, 30.3 to 30.2. You think Embiid knows? Well, but Giannis is 30.1. Holy crap. These guys are separated by right there. Right there. It's interesting. It's 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 fun because does he want it? We'll see. Boy, that's an interesting look. Because Giannis has the Bulls tomorrow. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Bulls against the Eastern Conference. Did you see the highlights of the Laker game at all? Did you I watch watched the whole. I watched it. Okay, we were there. We were there at Bet Bass. I was watching it. I just did. I just did Kevin Rogers show before this this show. He asked right. me a great question. I wanted to ask you. Okay. If you're a Laker fan, or even somebody who may have bet the Lakers, mm-hmm. when you see LeBron on the sideline smiling, with his mm-hmm. glasses on, looking fresh, and still, you know, watching them lose, does it bother you? No. 
LeBron's not a Laker. Can you see why it would bother fans? Yeah, but LeBron's not a Laker. It's, a, <laughs> it's not a Laker. So it doesn't, shouldn't bother you. It's not, not yours anyway. It's, it's true. It's, it's a fact. A He's not a Laker. <laughs> He's not. He's way more committed to the Cavaliers and the Heat than he ever will be with the Lakers. Wow. He just went there because it's what he's supposed to do. What a like, championship with the Lakers. In the bubble. In a short in a shortened season with no travel. I'm sorry. Bubble rings to me don't mean anything. I mean, the the, the ring the Dodgers won and the ring that 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 the Lakers won. Congratulations. Right. I don't buy this. It was the most <laughs> difficult ring ever to win. Shut up. Like most difficult ring ever. You didn't travel. You didn't have fans. You didn't have any any adversity. Played AAU pickup basketball in front of avatars of people watching you. <laughs> like that's what it was. Congratulations. You were in Walt Disney World hanging out. Great. Like, Playing sorry. Shuffleboard in between games. Yeah, the, yeah. Hotel. Congratulations. Real, real tough, tough situations you guys were dealing with. You having your nose swabbed every every morning. Oh no, God, that's so hard. You sit down, somebody swabs you. <laughs> no, not buying. No, he's not a Laker. He's just not. Like he's you've a, seen the movie Fever Pitch, have you not? Of course, I've seen. I saw it in the theaters day and night. Open, of course. Of course. Okay, yes. come on. So, um, you remember the scene because. Kevin asked me this. Was, I could literally analogy. recite the whole freaking movie. So yes, I remember this. You know when they when when the Red Sox were sitting there eating dinner, yeah. and and the guys were like, "What are they doing? Over how are you? How, how you just lost? How are you doing? How, you're how are they? Yeah. yeah, right. That's the fan. Is that the better? No, Does the better do that. No, because the better knows should know better, not O E B E T E E R. Better. You should know better. Then what's going on? Do you know B-E-T-T-E-R. what's going on? T E R, not two whatever. E's, one, but whatever. Yes, not not O R E R at the end. Right. You should, you should know better than to bet the Lakers right now. So if you're betting the Lakers, if you're if you're putting your money on the L A Lakers right now, you deserve everything that's happening to no you question. right now. No question. Every. You know, kick to the nuts that you're dealing with at the moment. You've oh. earned by putting your dollars behind that clown show of a team. Right. To say, oh, yeah, Lakers for sure. I've been betting against them now for a couple of weeks, and it's been very fun to do so. And every <laughs> once in a while, LeBron goes for 40, and you're like, ah, shit, that sucks. But right. you just take it, and you go on to the next one, bet against them again. Right. Like, just go right back to it, bet it again. You're not going to win every time but it's been extremely profitable to bet against this team. And now going to Phoenix tomorrow night. Oh boy. CP three needs need to play to keep himself going. I don't know what the line is. Like I, I, this is one of those hard ones. It's really well, hard. I mean, I I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not like, look how many, du- look how many, look how many double digit lines are out for tomorrow already. 13s and 14s and 15s are already out tomorrow. So my, my guess would be, you're right. It's going to be 12. Yeah. I mean, 17 and a half, 18 for, yeah. for Brooklyn against yeah. Houston. Yeah. See, At least 12 and a half on the road. Yeah. Look, the books aren't fucking around right now. They're just uh-uh. like, look, we're going to put these things so high uh-uh. that you guys are going to have to deal with it. And if you want it, go ahead. But to bet the favorite in these last five games, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> like, Seriously, hold your nose and walk and say, yeah, I'm laying 17 and a half points on a, on a home favorite right now. You, we used to say, I used to say this all the time. You got to lay the wood when you, you know, when you play the favorites, you'd be chopping down trees this week. You Hell better yeah. be a lot. This is lumberjack week, baby. Look, if you want favorites, you're laying. 
The Boston Celtics set a record yesterday for bench threes Ooh. against Ooh. the Wizards. They lit them up. They hit 15 flipping threes from their bench. They won by 30 some odd points as 13 point favorites. Oh, scored 40, 144. I think they put up on them. Yeah. Like that's what we're dealing with. This is week you 17 of the NFL. Four at while well, we were at Bet Bash, listed the yeah. one of the seminar speakers. And I was like, oh man, these boys are just delighting people up. I mean, this is week 17 of the NFL. This is the equivalent. Is. Okay. This is where you For don't five or six days. It's yes. terrible in the book. You oh. don't know the motivation of these teams who have been eliminated, oh. who, you know, the old joke that TNT runs into, right? Like they've all got tea times <laughs> in different places. Aruba's calling Bahamas are calling. Oh, it's the worst. They got places to go and they're just like, yep, let's see how long we go. I got to play for how many more games. Okay. Yep. Let's get me the hell out of here. Honey, put the thing in play. Yeah, just hold on. Warm the jet up. I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> they're going fishing. Like, they're done. They, Thank they, goodness that, like, the Eastern Conference, the spots are not even determined yet. It's crazy. It's incredible. It can be one from five. That at least will allow yep. the competitive games to still have some sort of things for the books. Like, the, at least – when I looked at the schedule for tomorrow, I was like, man, there's a lot of games. I went down. I'm like, that's a, that's a trash game. That's a trash game. That's a trash game. There's a lot of trash games. You need a lot of cans. There's a lot of shit, but there's a couple really good games. You got yeah. Atlanta, Toronto. You know, you got Milwaukee, Chicago. You, you got Memphis, Utah. Which, I mean, there's what there's the a- hell is going on with that line? We'll talk about that tomorrow, but keep that in the memory banks. They've lost six know. games out of seven. Utah is like seriously throwing up all over themselves and they're favored by five against Memphis at home. I mean, are they thinking that Memphis is going to do the same thing and rest all five starters again? Because it doesn't matter if job plays or not, because they're four, 20 and two without them. It, that's a weird number. This is, this is the last week of the NBA. That's that you're going to see. I mean, they clinched the two seed. I get it. So maybe they don't care about anything else. So that's what you're planning on. But I don't know. The, Backups for Memphis play hard. <laughs> they really do. They play hard. I mean, Utah better be ready or they're going to get whipped at home by a bunch of G-leaguers who play for that Memphis team on their bench. Yes. And wait till you see some of the totals. The totals aren't up yet. Wait till you see some of the totals for some of these games. High or low? Oh. I would say this in the room when I did it. If you're thinking 240, put up 245. Oh my. If you're thinking if you're thinking 238, put up 244. Like just jack up every total. There's no defense being played. Yeah, it's an all-star game. That's it. That's what I yeah. mean. Yeah, so even if you were thinking if your numbers say 220, it's 225 and a half. Let them bet under. What are we going to do? We're just trying to stay afloat for five, four, six more days until we get to the playoffs. Don't blow the week. What is going on with your boy, Joel Embiid, Dave? So as Jojo, as you call him, yeah. misses a free throw yesterday to cover the four and a half. <laughs> 1.5 seconds to go. Okay. Yeah. Goes to the line up by three, four and a half. Misses the first free throw, hits the second one. Game falls four. Yeah. Everyone who bet the four and a half loses on the hook, including me. <laughs> and then after the game, Embiid is trying to claim that the media hates him, and that's why he's not going to win the MVP. What? <laughs> why does this matter right now? 
why is he talking about this stuff right now? It, it, this is like completely an unforced error by Joel Embiid to bring this up that the media hates me. I don't know. I mean, why is no one? There's been a campaign for uh, Jokic. Like the last week and a half has been Jokic has to win this thing. He's the favorite, this and that. You've seen the lines move. We've talked about it on the show. I can't explain it other than the Sixers have kind of showed to betters that they can't be trusted unless they get the right matchup in the first round. Like, so I think this is him kind of pushing back a little bit saying, Hey, you know, the media hates me. I can't win the MVP despite my numbers being this or that or whatever. I don't know. I feel bad that he missed that free throw though. <sighs> they, they should have covered that game. That was, <sighs> that was just one of those ones that like A brutal loss. Yeah. You know, sometimes those I told we've talked about it. When you get over four, you take your life into your own hands. When you, when you, you know, playing points, especially on the road in the NBA, it's hard. I don't he know. Said, is he, he the MVP? I, I, I mean, we talked about he might be the third choice now. Well, no. So here's look up Caesars while I'm doing this because right. th this is this morning at ESPN. He said, if it happens, great, meaning the MVP. If it doesn't, I don't know what I have to do. I feel like they hate me. I feel like the standard for guys in Philly or for me is different than everyone else. So I mean, he ain't a lying. straw poll, a straw poll. What? He, he ain't lying. What does he have to do? Oh, okay. What does he so, have to do to win this? Okay, hold on. So, reigning MVP, Jokic wins the straw poll last week. Jokic is the heavy favorite minus three hundred at Caesars, and mm -hmm. Bede is at two seventy. So, you're telling me that a guy who plays in the Mountain Time Zone that there is a bias towards a guy in Denver, Colorado over Philadelphia, an hour south of the number one media market, major market, historic team, legendary team, that there's a bias against Joel Embiid? They just did this big thing. I mean, do you watch ESPN? Sure. The biggest platform that, that's out there with all, you know, yeah, I don't know how many people are watching? But it's all they've been talking about is how Jokic is the MVP. We did a straw pool. We ran. We asked everybody who's voting. Right, eighty percent of the people are that's voting. That's not ESPN. For Jokic. That's that's people asking who's going to do the voting. Who are you going to vote for? Right. Well, they they put it out that that's but we isn't asked it, all these. People. Can it just be that Jokic has a better year than him? Well, it could, but I mean. He's having his best year ever. He's okay, but which that is, doesn't mean he has to be the MVP because agreed. Embiid's having the best year of his career. He's having a very good year for a big man. Sure, and he'll be an All NBA team player. That's awesome on a team with a better record than Denver. in a different conference. With I mean, for a lot what, of this season, Denver. Yes, for a lot of this year, the West has been the better of the two conferences by a ways. Eastern Conference got some pretty good basketball teams. Yeah, but how – I mean, the number one seed is a team no one talks about. I mean, the Miami Heat, people aren't talking about Miami. No one's afraid of Miami, and they're really good, but no one's like, oh, Miami. We've had the Suns and the Golden State Warriors be outstanding. The Lakers, when healthy early in the year, were very, very good. 
The Nuggets have been very good and without two of their best players who haven't played all year for them. So Jokic has a team. He's carried that team. I Look, I don't care who wins it either or. I don't have a dog in the fight. I haven't made a bet on it. Right. But I do not think there is a bias against Philadelphia, you know, Pennsylvania. You can't make that claim. You can't make that. Like, they may not like you as a person. You might say it's personal. It's got nothing to do with where you play in Philadelphia. Denver might be able to claim that. But Philly can't claim that. Oh, I think, I think JoJo's rallying the troops. He's he, he's I mean, maybe the natives. He's I mean, maybe yeah, fine. He's getting it's fine. He's getting well. That's what everyone says. Go. That always be like yeah, because Philadelphia's got little brother syndrome like everyone else down in, in, in that part oh, of the country. Here we go. Oh Look, boy, everyone here does. What is that, Dave? You you know Philly, okay? Yes. Philly is south of New York. It's always stepped on. Boston gets all the love because it's Boston versus New York and everybody forgets about Philadelphia. Very true. And Philly hates New York as much as Boston does, but no one talks about Philly versus New York. So, I mean, the only difference is Philly shares Jersey the same, you know, Jersey gives Philadelphia the media market. South Jersey is part of Philly. So it's kind of like the state's kind of split in half. Yes. So there's more kindred spirits, I guess you could say with New York than there is with Boston, but I don't, I'm never going to buy that there's a bias against a Philadelphia player. I mean, look what happened in, in baseball. The MVP is from Philly. What are we doing? Campaign for it. It was good. They campaigned for it. I don't know. I, 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 I just, I know guys that have 40 to one tickets on Embiid and watched it disappear and basically in the last two weeks because yeah. he was the favorite for three months. And the straw pulls came out and they started asking everybody. And everybody's going the on team TV started and losing. He what? The tra- they started, they did the trade and then they started losing. Oh yeah. As soon as it started losing, it, it, it flipped, but yeah. um, we'll see what the betting markets. At some point, I, I can't believe that Giannis is, is still plus five fifty. <sighs> Like I cannot believe that he today is plus five fifty. I mean, he's out of it. I mean, he's that's it. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, from a vote. I mean, again, we're asking. You're betting on people's opinions. It's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's you're betting on what someone's going to vote. Like it's 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 a very difficult difficult deal to yeah. do that. I don't know. I mean, I I, it, I I don't like it myself, but. You know, and I was asked earlier this week, last week, I mean, about like AL and NL MVP in baseball. And I was just like, I I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't know. I don't because it's it, this early, it's impossible to know right now. It's impossible. I mean, we put yeah. those odds up all the time. And I used to laugh like and go, How are you betting this right now? The games haven't even started yet. Right. Let alone like this week, the games start. Someone who will have a big weekend and you'll take three bets over the weekend because they had, you know, they went three for four with two homers and, well, they're going to be the MVP. There's a game (laughs) in April. Relax. (laughs) All right. One quick football story before we get to the props story of the day. And it's one, one, one one quickie. That's fine. Is it weird that the Dolphins traded Devontae Parker to the Patriots? It's a little odd. Inside the division. Don't see this happening very often. No, do, you do you know the last time the Patriots traded for a wide receiver with Miami who it was? 
Last time the Patriots traded for a wide receiver. Oh, let me guess. Wes Welker. Correct. And what did Wes Welker turn into? <laughs> a, a damn Hall of Famer. Pretty much. <laughs> the yep. key to the offense for the next eight yep. years and all them Super Bowls. Yep. Why Sweet would moves. you, if Belichick comes calling, I've said this for years. If Belichick calls and says, I want one of your players, you should just say no based on principle. Just like, uh-uh, not giving them to you. Like you want them for a reason. No way. Like we're not going to have you go and turn this dude into an all an all NFL all pro dude and watch our you know you know light us up and crush us and he's the guy that's catching three touchdowns per time we play no way not giving him to you so funny because if you've done fantasy leagues like I used to do fantasy baseball all the time and I had a guy in the league that used to say that to me he's like you're calling you want to do a trade with who and I tell him he's like no goodbye <laughs> what do you mean you didn't even listen he's like no no. He goes, if you're calling and asking about him, I know he's going to be good. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I'm not trading him to you. I'm not trading him at all. I'm going to keep on my team. And that's the way you got to. You're right. You got to do that with Belichick. I saw it. Believe me, I saw it. I put the tweet out. I'm like, this son of a. (laughs) Like, what is he doing? He's doing he's doing these little sneaky moves. Ain't nobody like. Well, the right. Patriots gave up a third round pick to get him, and they're going to get a compensatory third round pick back. So they had one to blow, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll take Parker in a fifth, and we'll give up a third. Go ahead, you guys can have it." And now, I mean, for the Patriots, they still need to inc- improve their wide receiver core. But six three two nineteen fast has had some health issues the last two years. All Dolphin fans are like, "Good luck keeping him healthy." Okay, but if he is healthy and plays. <laughs> Got him for nothing. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's a two-year, very good contract for two seasons to have him, to let him to go in the red zone. He's a big target in the red zone for the Patriots. What a I was like, for. thank you. <laughs> I will take that. Ridiculous. It's a great trade. M- maybe m- maybe Miami's uh, freeing up a spot for Julian Edelman to m- – to come back because Tom Brady's going there. Oh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, everyone, it, it's funny. People really think that it's not this year that happens, but they think that Brady plays two more seasons and he orchestrates a trade next year to Miami. And Tyreek's already there. I, yep. I can't take it. I can't take it. Are we going to do this seriously? No. Are we going to do this? I, 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 again, he's not playing in, inside the division. Patriot, the only way I'll say this the only way it happens if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, they win the Super Bowl. Patriots, uh, Patriots would have to win the Super Bowl, and then Brady could go to Miami, and the anger would not be ridiculous. First of all, the Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl, correct? I would agree with that. I'm not saying they're going to, I'm saying that's what, that's what has to happen. Kind of like speaking into existence, I no, ain't having no, 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 no. it has to happen because you didn't put uh, this in the, in the rundown, Farah. No. and this is come on. They would speculate. Patriot fans would burn TB12 to the ground. <laughs> if he's if he's playing for the Miami Dolphins, if he goes to the Miami Dolphins, like there's a big plate glass window on Bullison Street for TB12, like that's not going to last. Like people are going to go crazy if Tom Brady is playing for the Miami Dolphins. Are they're the cool with them. Really, the 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 rivalry, like I mean, if, yeah. I think if we would go to Buffalo, that would be the ultimate nope. heel turn. Nope. You do realize that, like, squish the fish is still like a thing that everyone says. Okay, like squish the fish. Nineteen eighty six, Patriots on the road, going to the Super Bowl, AFC Championship game, beats Dan Marino, Tony Eason, Moises Tupu. Like we straight up remember 
all of it. You go play for the Miami freaking Dolphins in the division. We play him twice. Uh-uh. uh-uh. That ain't flying with nobody. Play in Tampa. Play in the NFC. I'm getting all Dolphin stuff if that happens. I mean, Brett Favre went to the right. you know, Vikings. Yeah, Vikings right. at and the it, very end. And, and he literally would be doing the Brett Favre playbook if he did that again. If Because yeah. he, he already is. He's already Favre 2.0. I'm retired. No, I'm not. I'm retired. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm going to go play for a team in the division now. Yep. It's Favre's playbook. A hundred percent if he goes yeah. in place for the Miami Dolphins to a T. But I think it is way more Brady's way more business involved than Favre. Brady's got big plans. Right. He's got big plans of a lot of things he wants to do. And he needs the New England Boston media market to be the springboard for a lot of it. Mm. So you burn that to the ground. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I think he knows that, but good luck. That would be. I, I think the, it ain't happening this year, no, right? It ain't not this year. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not happening this year. He's staying in town. Okay. Our props.com story of the day goes to tonight's national championship game here. So how do you feel about college basketball prop bets? This is sort of an interesting deal. Like this is not, this is not a market. I don't get involved with all that often. Like it's hard enough to do with props, but our guy, and I agree with this, Jim Barnes, you guys can go to props.com and read this front page story. He expects a cooling off here for Kansas. Yeah. And I, 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 think, I think he's right that under 16 and a half points for Abaji tonight, after going six to seven from behind the arc and finishing with 21 points, that he doesn't do that again, that he does not get to 17 points tonight. Yeah. How would you feel about fading Abaji tonight? Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense, but I like the over. I don't know if I want to, I mean, maybe he don't shoot, you know, six for six from three, but maybe he takes it to the basket and gets fouled and makes free. Yeah, but if if he scores 15, that's still a decent game. That's still. Oh, the college basketball props look drastically different than the NBA props. It's tough. It's so hard. I don't like betting. I mean, I'm just be honest. I don't like betting props in college at all. I mean, we don't have the access to it here, but you can bet it offshore if you want to bet it in Vegas. But I, I, I don't like it just because I feel in the NBA, one, the games are longer, and two, there's. I mean, the 24 second shot clock is a big deal. I mean, it's a much faster game. It's way more possessions to be had. Betting over or under, for that matter, I think it's much more consistent to bet the prop market in the NBA than college because I don't know. It's 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 tough. I, the I, variance in college makes it so hard betting it or booking it. Like hmm. I I used to say it all the time. Wait, you want to put a? You, they'd say put up props for the, tonight's game because it's a championship game, and I'd look at them like, why? What are you? Ta- what are we gonna do? Handle wise. We're going to get beat or we're going to do no handle. It's a waste of time. If you're not doing it consistently, you don't do any business to it. Yeah. If, if you're not betting it consistently, you're probably going to lose. So I don't know if, I mean, unless you really have been doubting or you really feel like you have a feel, I mean, it's a hard pass for me, but that doesn't mean, I mean, what, what Barnes said in that, in that article makes sense. You figure to have the regression. Sorry, I'm just laughing. Someone just sent me DraftKings just posted the Patriots win total for next year. <laughs> we're already we're, eight and a half. Uh-huh. Exactly. Deuce to the over. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Patriots are going nine and seven, guys. Bet that now. Just it's nine and eight. It's seventeen games. Sorry, nine eight. Sorry, even math better. Thing even really, better. You ain't good on. You ain't good on the hungover with the math. It's not good. True. Nine and eight. I mean, they're going nine and eight. Four, eight, and nine. No, they're going nine and eight. They're actually winning ten games, but they're going ten and seven. You have this shit figured out already. I don't, I, I'm just telling you what they're going to go. They're going to go ten and seven next year. It's it's going to happen. They're going ten and seven. <laughs> they're right making now. the playoffs at ten and seven in the AFC. No. You're going on record right now on April 4th, your birthday, 4-4, four, uh-huh. Four, uh-huh. that they're going to go 10-7 and seven and not make the playoffs? As of right now, yeah. Son of a bee. Wow. Yep. AFC is really, really hard. Really it's, hard. It's really hard. I mean, the AFC, alo- AFC West alone, and then you put the Central. Is Miami going to make the playoffs? The Dolphins? Yeah. Uh, no, Dolphins are not making the playoffs. Dolphins may not be one team out of the AFC East is going to make the playoffs. I think all three teams, I think there are three teams coming out of the West. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think wild cards. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's where you, that's where you're going. I mean, that's, I just don't think there's the talent level is, I think they're going to beat the living shit of the rest of the conference. And when the West plays other, the West is playing the the central and the the East. I just think they're going to take a sledgehammer to them and beat the hell out of them. Right. Buffalo wins the division. I don't know. I think Buffalo wins 11 games and they win the division, but I don't think they, they do it easily. And I think Miami is going to have a tough season. I think the jets are going to be an absolute train wreck, but I mean, the, 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 the Titans might trade AJ Brown to the jets. Like that's a loud rumor right now. Really? They're in salary cap. Hell. Oh my God. So they need, they're in salary. They, they've got salary cap problems right now with in Tennessee and AJ Brown could be out. So they, they may trade him to the jets and the jets. Why? I don't know. Okay. Make that trade. I mean, give Zach Wilson more weapons, I guess, but I don't think they're any good. Mm. So yeah, I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Okay. Uh, this is weird. So our bet prep prop of the day is 10 and three over the last 13 days. Smoking. I mean, like red hot on this. <laughs> this one is testing my knowledge because I saw this and I went, wait, what? Okay. So I almost was like, I can't even do this. Like we can't, we can't do this prop, but I'm going to do it. But because Drew Holiday hit it yesterday, but we're going hockey today. Mm-hmm. We're going hockey. We've never gone hockey here. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk, Kachuk. Yeah. of the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Best line over a half an assist at minus 105. Okay. I mean, I feel bad for Jenna Garcia because I didn't tell her we were going to do when she's doing our, our prop of the day on Instagram and Twitter. Uh-huh. I didn't tell her we do hockey. <laughs> like I never told her. I like, I, I had like literally like, I was like, wait, we're betting hockey today. It's like, this is interesting. Cause there's no NBA today. Right. So you have to go to the NHL. So Matthew Kachuk has had one or more assists in six of his last seven games. Mm-hmm. He's had one or more in seven of his last eight games after a loss. 
in one or more in 11 of his last 14 games against a team with a winning record. Kachuk did not record an assist in the one game against the Kings this year, but but they believe that this is a high total. So we'll see goals and an assist for one of the best offensive weapons for the Calgary Flames. Very sharp dude told me last night, go bet Calgary to win it all right now. I was like, yeah, they've definitely uh, been gaining some steam. They haven't played well recently, but they're a team that can beat. All you're looking for in the West right now is a team that can beat Colorado. And the Flames are one of those teams. They they could beat Colorado. Yep. I like it. I mean, this is not a bad total six. Mm-hmm. Um. This is so, I mean, I, you want to talk about variance here? Boy, hockey prop betting is <laughs> it's really, really hard. The people who do the over two and a half shots per game, that prop that people love betting. Like, bless you guys, because I can't get, I can't get behind these. These are hard. Even betting on a goal score is really hard, even though you get some decent plus money on these. I think the shots on goal prop is actually a better bet. And trying to to get points because they don't have to do anything different. And right, you start to go and look at the shots on goal prop. The last hour of my stay on Sports Grid every day is with uh, with Dane and Scott Wetzel, and right. Wetzel does a shots on goal prop every day. Wow! And you can find these numbers. The it's just like when we talk about them, the books don't adjust them. Mm-hmm. They keep putting them up because there are very little bets on them, probably. Yeah. And how much more could it be? If a guy averages 3.2, the number's three and a half under juice or three over juice. Or because, like, we, you know, we always talk about Fandle, it's always on a half. So now a guy's averaging three and they put up two and a half mm. and they leave it. It's <laughs> now it's two and a half over minus 126. Keeps going over. They don't move the number. They move the juice. Mm. So it's, I mean, the hockey shots on goal props is actually a, a pretty, I think, under uh, underappreciated and undervalued market. Nobody in Vegas will ever put that up. Hell no. He'll never put that up here. No book will ever put that up. Here. You saw Bennett <laughs> yesterday on that panel. Like Chris they got to hire more people. Well, if they got to hire more people, they got to pay people more. Yeah, but that's circa. I mean, it. I know, but that's circa's opinion. I'm talking like we're going to have in the next two years, East Coast type books coming in. I just don't think they're going to put it. Even Vegas is not going to put it up because they'll get hit too hard on it. Oh, saw a lot of people at Bet Bash that would love. Not like right. I would love for them to put it up. Cause I think you like DraftKings, FanDuel, Betfred, uh mm, I don't know. I, I guess that's probably the three that probably would come in and put up would be candidates to put those types of prop bets up. Not that they would, but they're candidates. It to has it to be somebody from outside of here that has, yeah. you know, I mean, like Caesars has places now in other jurisdictions. Yeah, but they have a Vegas operation, just like Ben MGM. Correct. Ben MGM runs its own book here. They don't listen to the West the East Coast stuff. They listen to their own stuff. And they don't put it up. Because <laughs> the prop menu, the prop menu at Bet MGM Nevada versus Bet MGM outside of Nevada is entirely different. Entirely different. And it pisses people off to no end. 
when they come here. Like I, every time it happened throughout the tournament, when there's a big event, probably happened tonight. Somebody comes into town who listens to the juice, which is BetMGM sponsored. And it's, they try to use the promo code and it doesn't work because it doesn't work here. <sighs> and then, and then, then they go to the menu they pull the menu up and they're like, what the hell is this? Like, what do you mean? Like you don't have any NBA props or any college props or like what is going on? Like, no, we, sir. We don't do any of that here. It's a different, I've downloaded a different app. Yes. I have to go get a whole nother account. Yes. I have to fund the account differently. Yes. It's a <laughs> problem. <laughs> it's definitely not a pro. well received when the customer comes in no. It pisses them off to no end. Yeah. And Caesars William Hale is in the same boat. It's, it's just like we are in this isolated castle that when you come through our walls, just know the world outside of Nevada is very different than the world inside of Nevada <laughs> as to what we do here. Yep. We should like, I think we should educate people coming like, like when they land, like they're coming to Oz, like understand where you're coming, guys. You're, you're like you're leaving America. You're coming into a different world. Like you're coming into our own little country. We're the, we're the Vatican. We're the Vatican when you come to Nevada. Just be aware. Yep. All right. Better to book it. You are betting both my plus four and a half and the over for North Carolina tonight. So we're in agreement there. Two hockey plays to get your take on Toronto and Tampa. Over six and a half goals. Over. You're betting this? Automatic. Over. Right. Absolutely. There's no discussion. No, (laughs) nothing you could say is going to get me (laughs) off of this. Over. I mean, over the yeah, over the over the total <laughs> over the total absolutely six and a half don't be afraid um toronto gives them up scores them this thing will be over um, let's say early in the third period all right i like it over six yeah. and a half i bet it and then so where are you when the gambling gods even you up it's a one in one mark <laughs> do you tempt fate like i am doing at the moment so <laughs> Thursday, I bet under six goals. Vegas, insanity at the end of the Vegas game. Oh, oh, oh. Four four goals get scored in the third period. It's three nothing under six. I'm thinking I'm going to get a push. Vegas player gets hurt. Two open net goals. (laughs) Just 5-2 win for Vegas. It was an absolute shit show at the end of that game. (laughs) I'm on the under and I lose on Friday. It was Friday's game. Then on Saturday, it's the over bet on the Boston Bruins and the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's three to one going into the third period. And I get three goals in the third period, including two empty netters Late. in the last two minutes Late. of the game <laughs> to go over. Yeah. And a gambling Twitter was pissed off. Yeah. They were all on the under. Yeah. Game goes 5 2. Yeah. Over. Bruins, Columbus, do it again today. Total six and a half. Mm-hmm. Back to the over. Betting or booking over six and a half, Columbus and Boston. I'm going to bet this, but you're tempting. You're tempting everything. <laughs> you're tempting I'm sticking everything. the thumb, as some people say, gamble again, the gambler God. You give him the, the, the right here. That's what that is right there. Yep. That's, that's, that's like, okay, I thank you. I'm going to do it again. I know. I won't be surprised to see this thing. Uh, Was it six and a half? It'll be four two, right? Probably going to win four two. And but then the open nickel hits. Well, no, it could, but the way they'll miss the empty net, they'll hit oh. the post on the empty net. 
Like, well, that happened at the end. I thought I was dead because the Bruins missed three open net shots until they scored with an open net shot from mid ice with 15 seconds left. It's quite the sweat, is it not? When oh you need that God. one, it's- I was so mad. I was, it was like it was crazy. Bergeron had like a wide open shot, and it was oh. like you got to be kidding me. He missed it, and then forget who else missed it for the Bruins. And I was just like, guys, like what the hell are you doing? And then they turned the puck over at mid ice. Oh, and, that's and it was the like, best. Yep. Boom. Right back yeah. down goal. That's like, Oh, thank you. Needed Ridiculous. that. Appreciate that. And I'm sure like if you had the under, you were on the ground going, I can't believe it. That just happened. Like, yeah. I just got totally <laughs> burned. So by that making it a clean sweep today. I mean, oh. every play I'll bet. And that's not good. This was the, I know it's usually <laughs> it's like, a very people listen to the show. No, I rarely do that. There's always one where I'm like, no, nah, I can't yep. do it, but I'm going to do it. All right. And I know what I'm getting myself into. And you sh- people listening or watching the show, you should know as well that this warning is, signs, but it's Matt's birthday. You'll always, you'll always do, do that on your birthday. So let's go for it. Favorite thing about today is what? That's it right there. Up. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I used to have a tradition when it was somebody's birthday. I took them golfing and I bought the round. And if we weren't so busy today doing all the stuff we were doing, I would meet you this afternoon and we would go play some golf. So put that one on. We've actually never gone golfing together. We need to get that out of the way. We never actually played golf together. I know. I got to you golf. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not good, but you know, right. We need to, we need, we need to do a show. We, we need to do a, a a BVB show outing at some point. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just go. film you guys and place a wager on who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to win. I ain't touched my clubs in a while. I got to get back into shape like golfing, but I just want to go for the, you know, I, it's such Experience. a fun day. Oh yeah. Golfing just with the boys and like, you know, like I mean, us going out last night. I was I was up late, late with Kalikas. I didn't get home until late, late, and he was just like, "Man, I'm getting buried, and she's gonna be mad, and this and that." And I'm like, "Listen, this is just us with the boys. Like, yeah. what's she worried about? It's all guys here. Like, what did what does she well. think we're doing?" Uh, it wasn't, <laughs> but it was. If you know what I'm saying. But but golfing, we get a foursome. Or or eight, uh, uh, you know, two different people, yeah. two, two different groups. It's just fun. And so that's the best thing about today. If we were actually, you know, able to go, I would be taking you golf and we could just sit and laugh and tell stories and probably got to get you started with one to just get the clouds out of your head a little bit to get today. To yeah. Hair of the dog today. Yeah. For sure. Right. Probably. Go after if, I wasn't, if I wasn't teaching today, I probably would, would be looking at it. Are but. you teaching today? Of course. Mondays and Friday, Mondays and Wednesdays. Might have to, might have to get a camera in that classroom today. Oh, yeah, the, the, these kids, yeah, kids are gonna be like, teach. I'm gonna come in and be like, First okay, one, be. I'm hungover. Two, it's my birthday, so sit down, shut up, let's go. Let's get this out of the <laughs> yeah, way. We'll get this, this done. We'll get this. We'll get this. You'll be on the road faster. To we got a championship game tonight. I got to walk. Yeah. So my obviously it's my birthday. So. I'll say this, that my favorite thing about today, and I, and I, this is the weird world of social media that you, my favorite thing about my birthday always is what random person who I haven't talked to in a really long time is going to reach out today. Mm-hmm. Happens every year on my birthday. I get somebody at minimum five years, sometimes 10 years. 
that I haven't heard from that like will drop me a line and drop me a note. It's the best, isn't it? I love that. It, it is cool. I love but, to be that person sometimes, but it's always fun. So did you get it already yet today or no? Uh, not yet. I haven't gotten the random one totally, okay. completely out of the way. But I will say that, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I just say it because I think it's a really unique thing. I haven't covered Creighton basketball for a really long time. And every year, within the first three text messages I get in the morning is from Greg McDermott. And That's I got awesome. that text this morning from Coach Mack. Yeah. Happy birthday, Matt. Have a great day. Like, it, you can tell he has it, like, in his calendar of, like, every day, like, just people's birthdays are in his phone. So he just, like, whenever the day pops up, he sends a text message, happy birthday. It's just, I don't know. I, I've said for years that Creighton University is about the people and it's a really special, unique place because of the people that are, that are there. And you, when you're, when you're part of the Creighton university family, like you're always kind of part of the Creighton university family. And it's always just kind of a reminder that, you know, Bruce Rasmussen, who now has stepped down and retired, is going into the, uh, the athletic director hall of fame. I think next month he's going in, but like what he built first with Dana, and Dan Altman and then into Greg McDermott and like what the program represents now in the big East. It's just, I don't know. It's special to me. It's, it's, it's it, that text. I always look forward to that text, but I know it comes every single year. <laughs> it's becoming yeah. for years now that I'm going to get that text from coach Mack in the morning and it's just cool. So it's like, you say it's buying my loyalty. Fine. It's buying my loyalty. <laughs> I, I will be sticking by the Creighton Blue Jays for a very long time uh, for that reason. Hell, so. we'll all be back in them next year. We might be doing a <laughs> show out, from there next year. That Look team's going to be good, baby. Look out. Yep. Creighton's going to be a fun team. <laughs> 100 to 1, final four. Make the bet. You see, it? once it pops, make that bet. If the Creighton Blue Jays are in the final four, I'm there. I am. Where is the going final four for next year? sure? Are you nuts? I'm going for 100. The Creighton Blue Jays are there. Where is the final four in 2023? Might Hold get on. might get to the Sweet 16 if it's. What if it's the regional here? What if oh, they play here? You're kidding me. Uh, final. It's in Houston. Even better. Oh my oh, gosh! You've been there before. You yeah. might know some people. Uh, we got, the, we got the hookup there. Oh. And then Phoenix is 2024. Final four. Yeah. Are they going to play it in a football stadium? State Farm Stadium. Yep. Man. Playing the Cardinal Stadium. NRG Stadium is where the Final Four is in Houston. So, what? there we go. I'm yeah. That. I hate it. I, I Within the first uh, two minutes of watching that game, the first game, Nova and Kansas, I went, yep, I hate this. I mean, it just It looks so weird. It doesn't look right. Sight lines are all wonky. It looks like a video game. Doesn't look like a basketball game. It's now. How about how they walk up to step on the court when right. they're on the bench? It's elevated. And I, have you ever have you ever stepped on a court like that? Nope. It feels really weird. Like it feels hollow underneath you because right. it is hollow underneath you. Right. It's not solid, so it yeah. feels like you know it's there, but like you just walk on it and you're like, this just doesn't feel. Like it's supposed to be here. Like this, you know, this is a yeah. temporary structure. This is not meant to be where it is. I, I don't like it. I, I think the kids play differently, feels different. Balls of your feet when you're jumping off for a jump shot feels different. Yeah. It's, it's not, nah, I'm just not, not a fan of it. All right, guys. Uh, big week for us here. 
We got the Masters. We got Tiger Watch. We've got a bunch of NBA tomorrow getting after it and everything. A lot of people have said happy birthday on the chat. I really appreciate that. Thank you to everybody who watched today, who wrote those messages. I'll try to respond to as many as I can on Twitter and whatnot. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I have seen it. Just so you know, I didn't write back or say anything about it, but I have seen all you guys and everything you said today on the show. So really, really huge. Thank you for that. Be watching for Props Golf tomorrow with Dubsy dropping on this YouTube channel and everywhere you get your audio podcasts. Cannot wait to hear who he's picking to win the Masters. <laughs> I already he already teased it a little bit. I think he's got a forty to one long shot to win the Masters. Oh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, there's a lot of good prices out there. This is, the Masters is this week, and by the way, baseball starts on Thursday. Well, we got a lot of that coming up. Hell yeah, opening day. While we're on the air, opening day. First pitch around the country. We'll have all of it coming up for this week for the Boston University of the Book. He is Dave. I am Matt. We're back tomorrow for the Boston University of the Book.